Megan, you know what I love about our partner, The Essential Calendar? I love the product so much, of course, but I also love that it comes from a small business founded by two moms. Right, just like us. Listeners, if you're drowning in details right now, like summer camps, travel plans, end of school year mayhem, give yourself the gift of The Essential Calendar, a seasonal at-a-glance poster-sized calendar for your wall. Get 10% off your order at theessentialcalendar.com slash themomhour. That's 10% off at theessentialcalendar.com slash the mom hour. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Megan. We're two moms with eight kids between us from little to grown. We're in different areas of the country and in different stages of life. But we both know that motherhood's a lot easier when real moms share tips and encouragement. And remind you that it's really all going to be okay. We're not experts. We're parents who've been there. We're not perfect. We're real. Welcome to the mom hour. Hey, everyone, and welcome to episode 222 of The Mom Hour. I'm Sarah Powers here, as always, with Megan Francis. Hey, Megan. Hey, Sarah. 222. I like that number. I know. It feels lucky somehow. Lucky 222. (laughs) We are coming to you today from this very strange end of summer, start of school hybrid place that we are both in, and we'll get into that. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like, it's kind of a train wreck at both ends. I know I'm the one who's starting back and that looks like one thing and you're the one who's, you know, crawling to the end of a long August summer. Yeah. My mornings could use some work. That is what we're talking today. (laughs) Talking about today is mornings. So this came as a few listeners uh, requesting and suggesting. It's something we have covered before, but there's always more to say. And it's a new season, a new a new start of school. And so we're going to talk, I think, quite a bit about our own morning routines, how the, where, where we're at with those right now, and then what has worked and is going to work this year with the kids. So it's all about mornings today. It is. And I have to say, I wonder if we went back through time and listened to episodes of me in August. I wonder if <laughs> you can hear in my voice, like the low level malaise mm. that I start to get toward the end of August. I mean, it's like, the summer's still happening. I love summer. I don't want it to go away, but my mornings are such a mess right now yeah. that I start to honestly feel kind of depressed until about one or two in the afternoon when I get moving and it just takes way too long. So yeah, my mornings are a big mess right now and they could really use some work. So I'm excited to talk about this today. Yeah, me too. I think this is one of those episodes where we say we're here to give you advice, but we're really just giving ourselves the pep talk we need. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Okay, Megan. Well, over here at the Mom Hour, we are big fans of our sponsor, Our Place. In fact, you, me, and our team member, Katie, were all comparing notes on our favorite product. Katie was telling us that even though she's packing up to move her family to a new house, she cannot put that mini perfect pot from Our Place into the boxes yet because she's using it like every night. Well, as someone who also has a perfect pot, I got mine as part of their mini home cook duo set. I get it. It's nonstick, which is key, but it also has all these handy features like a steam release lid with a built-in strainer and this nice beechwood spoon that nests on the handle in this perfect little peg. Okay, well, I didn't get this pot, but now I want it. That sounds so great. Our Place's cookware is great to cook with, beautiful to look at, and healthier for us as well. All of Our Place's products are made without PFAS, also known as Forever Chemicals. In addition to their cookware and tableware, Our Place is also making waves with their Wonder Oven, the most stylish all-in-one air fryer and toaster oven. Again, free from the forever chemicals found in many of those air fryers. Listeners, Our Place offers a 100-day trial with free shipping and returns, and we've got a great deal for you. Go to fromourplace.com and enter the code MOMHOUR at checkout to receive 10% off site-wide. That's from our O-U-R place.com code mom hour. Megan, the end of the school year and kickoff to summer is a busy time of the year for families, but we can all eat stress-free and hit our wellness goals with ready-to-eat meals from our sponsor, Factor. Factor's delicious meals are never frozen and can be ready to eat in just two minutes. You can pick from a weekly menu of 35 options, including popular choices like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Plus, they have more than 60 add-ons like breakfast, lunch, snacks, and beverages to keep you fueled all day long. So our team was comparing notes recently on our favorite factor meals, and Katie loved the herb-crusted chicken with mashed cauliflower and toasted almond green beans. I loved that one, too. And get this, so did her little boy, Charlie. She heated it up for lunch one day, and Charlie, who's three, ate almost all of the green beans. I mean, that's quite an endorsement, right? I was going to say, what a parenting win. (laughs) And I get it, Charlie. Those green beans are crazy good. 
And if you really want to treat yourself, they even have meals with filet mignon, shrimp, truffle butter, broccolini, and asparagus. Listeners, head to factormeals.com slash momhour50 and use code momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code momhour5050 at factormeals.com slash momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Okay, so I have to share something kind of funny. So Sarah and I have a business coach, which has been awesome. His mm-hmm. name is Zach. He lives locally. And so we're in a part right now where we're, we're also getting to meet with him one-on-one to talk about our leadership skills and our personal development. And so Zach has a really intense morning routine that he described to me when I met with him the other day. <laughs> and I mean, like it's 120 minutes of intensity, which um, I don't think that I can participate at that level, <laughs> but it really, it really did uh, encourage me to think more mindfully about my morning. So that was kind of like, I said, we should do a show about mornings. And Sarah's like, yeah, people have been asking for that all along. So I think we can start maybe with what's working yeah, and then maybe talk about what's not yeah. working so much anymore. I like that. Okay. So what, what's working for you? Okay. And I'm going to speak mostly to school year. The summer is such its own beast. So we are getting back into the school Nothing's year. Nothing's working for me right now. No, nothing is working in the summer. <laughs> and if you wanted a morning a, a episode on summer morning routines, we will have to add that to a 2020 schedule. Yeah, exactly. So I'll speak to kind of how things worked last year and what worked. Um, a big thing that has worked for me for a couple years is getting up with my husband before the kids at 5 a.m. I know that sounds scary, but we also go to bed early and it's just what works for us. Um, Brian, we both wake up at five. He goes to the gym. So it does help to have a buddy to get up with because even though I'm a morning person, my natural body clock isn't quite 5 a.m. So we get up together. The coffee is made the night before. It's set on a timer. So it is already brewed. Um, And he goes to the gym after a quick cup of coffee and I usually read for pleasure. Um, And that, when I'm in that phase, that has worked really well. Um, And the kids, my early risers are not allowed to come out of their room until six, but I do have two kids who are usually up at or before six. So I know in so much, for so many of you, that's just crazy. It's just always been how my family is. Um, So that works well. The part where I get to read for pleasure for 45 minutes or so has worked well. We'll get to when that needs a reset. Set. We'll get to that in a bit. Um, and I think things that have worked well for the kids is uh, last year was the first year they were all in the same school. And so they all left together with Brian. He took them to school. I loved I loved being the one to help move the mornings along, but not actually the one who had to get in the car. It, it's a big difference because I could stay either in my pajamas or get my workout clothes on and not actually have to leave the house, just have to get them ready to leave the house. And they all left with Brian at about 725. Um, I would say overall it worked. Um, few issues with the tween setting her alarm and like making sure we're kind of in a weird transition where who's responsible, who, who makes sure the 11 year old gets up. Is it her job right. or is it mine? But little things like that. Other than that, I did pack lunches in the morning. I mean, we do a lot. You come to the powers mm-hmm. house. There's a lot going on very early. And it, it, I felt like it, I think we had some systems that we can repeat this year. So there was quite a bit that went well. What about you? Um, I would say let, so last year was the first year of being um, a single mom mm-hmm. that I wasn't doing morning radio. Right. Remind so, everybody what, what you did for a couple of years. For, so for the first two years that I was separating and divorced, um, I also did a morning radio show where I was like a co-host <laughs> and the show, I had to be there at 645. Um, the whole first year we had like a, like a nanny person who came in and helped get the kids off to school. She would just come in for like one hour because there was an hour gap between me leaving the house and like all of the morning activity happening. So she handled that the first year. Then last year, um, it was just me, but like I was literally doing radio from my dining room table. That's crazy. So I would be like running out, you know, jumping on the show and then muting and then going about my business. And it was fine and fun while it lasted. And it just got to be too much. And then if a kid missed the bus or something, like the whole thing came crashing down because you can't really do radio in the car. Um, while you're driving your kid to school. So it was stressful and I had quit. So I would say last year, the morning routine was like me taking back that hour of, or two, well, the show was actually two and a half hours long, but it was really that hour where it affected the kids. And it was really me taking that back. And I would say for the most part, it worked really well. It was serviceable. We are not super morning people. So whereas there's a lot of activity happening in your house in the morning, in my house, it's like 
sleepy. The lights are kind of dim. Um, everyone's kind of sluggishly walking around. Like everyone's cheerful and stuff. It's just no one's really at the top of their game. And all that said, with the the big change, like we had very few times that anyone missed a bus. Like it really, people were most for the most part getting to school on time. So it worked pretty well. Yeah. And I think this year I just want to up my game a little bit with some tweaks. I can make my like the kids and getting them out was great, but I wasn't using that time for myself or really intentionally. It was kind of like once the kids would all leave, I go, oh, OK, so now what? And I, well, then you I probably felt like I was having to, to start over. Yeah, you probably weren't <laughs> used to having that time. Right. I wasn't. Um, I wasn't. So then it took a whole a whole season of just realizing yes. like that. It was like a reset button that took like a, a, a nine month school year to yeah. kind of slowly reset. And like many years, I started off strong and then I started to kind of flag at the end. So I kind of think that if I create a more. I don't know, like an enjoyable morning routine then I won't flag as early Mm because I think that I'm just going to see that connection between the routine and then my productivity and I'm going to want to keep it going. Um, Yeah. I just wanted to jump in and say you and I, when we, when we've talked about routines on the show in the past, I feel like you usually bring this up and this time I'm going to, but there's this weird dance and balance with routines where you lean into your natural energy patterns and you say, well, this is how I am. So let's, maximize and optimize that. So for a Sarah, that looks like putting a lot of productivity in the first part of the day, getting up, working out. But there's a certain point at which I think it's almost the opposite is also true, which is if you lean in too hard to your natural tendencies, you're also leaning into um, like the, the flip side, which is right. <laughs> like for me, the afternoon slump, I don't schedule anything. I don't do anything. And I just wallow in the afternoon slump. So does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's yeah. finding this like balance between harnessing your natural energy patterns, but not so much that the, the swings are so extreme, like the right. slumps are so slumpy and the highs are so high. So I think, yeah. And it becomes like a self-fulfilling prophecy right. because if you keep telling yourself and, and I'm not like, I'm not a morning person. I'm not the kind of person whose eyes just pop open at six and I'm like raring to go, but I'm not an anti-morning person. And mm-hmm. I think we, we tend to put ourselves in these camps like that are not really true. Like that it's not yeah. so all or nothing. I can wake up and get out of bed and, and be perfectly happy and ready to go at seven. If I get up at six 30, but it has to like, I have to have had enough sleep the mm-hmm. night before I have to want to get up. There has to be something I'm doing that is enjoyable. And I think sometimes that's the part we miss, right? right? Like that you, it's not quite as black and white as we make it. Um, the other thing I was going to say is my kids are now in three different schools and I've actually been really happy with how great they've been at getting themselves up, getting themselves showered and getting out the door. Like they've been great at that. And I think that if I have a complaint, I know we're going to get to the complaint soon. <laughs> um, it's just that we're all very isolated. Like everyone's mm. doing their own thing and there's these wide gaps of time between, you know, between like one kid getting up and out the door, then the next kid getting up and out the door, then the next kid. And it doesn't really feel like a unified thing right now. And I'm not going to wake Clara up an hour and a half earlier than she has to get up. Mm-hmm. That would be mean. And I'm and I, there's no reason for it. But at the same time, I feel like I can be that like presence mm-hmm. in the house. And, you know, that's instead of it just feeling like everyone's just sleepily like slogging out the door, hoping not to miss the bus. I would like to imbue it with a little more, I don't know, pleasure. Yeah. And have those touchstone moments where it's right. maybe not everyone at once, but it's still a potential for conversation connection. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Um, well maybe then let's talk a little more about things that need a reset or mm-hmm. that might be totally different this coming school year. So let's, I'm just going to let you have the floor cause you've thought about this, um, recently with Zach yeah. and stuff. Yeah. So one of the things I want to do that I naturally resist to doing because I always, I love being in bed. Oh, I love being in bed in the morning. <laughs> Oh, there's just nothing like it. But I want to start getting out of bed earlier. Um, I already naturally wake up, but I really have a hard time. Like if I wake up and I have any time to spare, my natural inclination is to try to go back to sleep. And Mm -hmm. what I have found is the older I'm getting, the more I just don't fall back to sleep. And then I've wasted that time and now I'm frustrated and I could have been up doing something, right? So um, I really relished last year after quitting the radio, I really relished that extra 20, 30 minutes of time in bed. And I got in the habit of not really getting up until Owen was on his way out the door. So I'd kind of be like dozing and then he'd come in and pet the cat and then I'd wake up and then I'd kind of, you know, walk him to the door and wish him well and blah, blah, blah. And what time is that? This is 640. Okay. That's early. 640. Yeah. He has to be at the bus at 652, I believe. And it's about a three minute walk from our house. And so he, he pushes it to the very end and runs sometimes, (laughs) but 
he would wander in around 640 and then I'd kind of shove him out the door at like 647. So, but I don't, like, I wouldn't have my contacts in. Yeah. <laughs> like I, my hair is a mess. Like I wouldn't feel awake and he'd be like putting field trip permission or not field trip permission slips, but other things I had to sign in my face and being like, oops, I forgot this. Oops, I forgot that. And so I, I always just felt out of it and like a little sluggish, but I'm trying to engage with him and that just doesn't really feel good. I want to get on top of that. And it might just be like 10 minutes earlier, like enough time to splash water on my face, put my contacts in and brush my hair. So I don't look like scary mom. And then, (laughs) and then actually greet him instead of having it like the kid comes and wakes his mom up, which always feels a little weird. Um, I'm also going to set up I talked about the specific morning routine. So I have a really nice chunk of time between Owen and Will leaving. So there's like about, let's see, William, I think leaves around, depending if he's riding his bike, walking or begging me for a ride. He mm-hmm. leaves sometime between like 7.10 and 7.25 or 7.30. Okay. And this is high um, school. This is high school. So there's like a nice 20 minutes in there. And then Clara really doesn't have to get up until in fact i prefer her not to get up until about 7 45 so there's like i get these nice little chunks of time mm-hmm. and my plan is to start making use of them also i have noticed that if i get up around 6 six forty something like that it's like this sweet spot where i get just enough sleep to where i'm sleepy again like starting around 10 and mm-hmm. i fall asleep between 10 30 and 11 and that's like actually perfect mm-hmm. that's like when i feel best but i resist it and start to kind of push back on one end or the other. Um, and that, you know, just kind of starts that downward spiral. Um, I also fell into the habit of playing on my phone in bed first thing in the morning. And when I was doing radio, I didn't have that option. Like I had to get up and get moving. And I had really trained myself not to use my phone as an alarm anymore. I didn't have it like in bed at night, I would put it away and I wasn't reading on it. You know, I was reading in bed. I wasn't, um, playing around on my phone, yeah. but something about the morning, I'd be like, "Ugh, I don't want to get up. Well, my phone's right here. Mm-hmm. And, um, Zach said, that's a big no, no. And I thought it was interesting. He said that when we started our day with social media or email, we're like already held captive by somebody else's agenda. Mm-hmm. Even if it's an agenda we're willingly participating in, like mm-hmm. someone else is already setting the tone for the, the way our day is going to go. So yeah. can I just jump in on that? Sure. I yeah. have thoughts too. And, um, first of all, there's no guilt, no judgment mm. because there's so many of us out there who've, we've been at our best of times and our worst of times with this. Oh. So <laughs> zero judgment. Um, I probably for two years have stopped sleeping with my phone by me with the exception of a few things. Like if Brian's out of town or like this summer, Allegra was at sleepaway camp, Right after mm-hmm. the earthquakes happen, I just decided right. I needed to have my phone by me. And so every time I slip back, I feel that. But what I wanted to say was um, about the morning agenda, because I get up so early just because I don't sleep with it by my bed. It's very tempting to come downstairs, have my coffee and reach for it right there on its little charger. And because I'm on the West Coast at five thirty, six o'clock, the East Coast is moving. Work is yeah. happening. You Lots are up. Stuff is happening. Yeah. And I it's like. I I look at it and I know, and and lots of times this summer, especially, I just got right on. I just would work and I I let it be okay. But I know that if I even open it and see a red notification, I, my mind starts to want to know what it is. If it's a Voxer message, I want to listen to it. And then it's very, very hard for my brain to go back to like morning mom mode, even if there's Mm -hmm. no emergencies, like my, I, it will seem like something's urgent when there isn't. So I think the whole West coast, East coast makes it even more extreme for me. And I just on when I'm being my best self, I don't look at it till like seven 38 o'clock my time. I I really think that that's something maybe we can like account, hold each other accountable mm. to this year, because one thing I've realized that I typically have been really bad at with my morning is I don't create a clear transition between when mom time and, and Megan time ends mm-hmm. and when work time begins, because I'm always kind of straddling both. Um, and I never, I haven't really created this clear delineation of between the two. Um, and the phone definitely doesn't help because right. even if I don't crack my computer for hours, the phone can do all the same things yeah. and not efficiently. So it's not even like I'm no, being effective and getting stuff just, done. I just know it's just <laughs> like sitting there like little red buttons. Um, well, last thing I'll say, and I'll let you keep going is when I was on vacation, I took a couple of key apps, um, including an entire email address off my phone. And I yeah. will say that worked because I I could reach for my phone and I did more fun with Instagram. I did, it wasn't a phone issue. It was which things on my phone were spiking the 
Yeah. Like the brain for me, for me personally, for some people, like maybe a whole phone break, but that was an interesting experiment to take certain things completely off my phone. Well, because some things are just like really, you know, benign, like yeah. my weather app, whatever. Yeah. It doesn't really maps. <laughs> yeah. Maps. <laughs> I just use them as a tool. I'm not yeah. really, you know, or even like a browser for me is like, I only use a browser if I have something I want to look up. It's yeah. not, um, it's not putting anything in my face. Yeah. Like I control it, but social media and email feels like it's controlling you. So it is it is an interesting difference yeah. um, in the way that we use those. So I guess that's me. And then um, I, I know we're also going to talk about the kids and like some things that aren't quite working as well. Yeah, with just them. keep going. Go for it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, so I definitely want to add in time for reading, writing and planning. Those are three things that I typically just do when I can squeeze them in, like, you know, just like free writing or mm-hmm. journaling. Um, I think I would just like to be more intentional about doing those in the morning and like setting myself up for the rest of the day. And I'm hoping that by doing that, I can get on stuff like, for example, the kids last year, um, a certain middle schooler racked up like a $200 lunch bill Mm. because he wasn't packing enough food. Mm. And, and what I realized is like, there's probably things I can do to make that easier on them. Um, it doesn't, Clara, it's fine if we pack hers the day before, but like for the boys, they don't want the same stuff as she does and they just eat more food. Mm -hmm. So like there needs to be some kind of plan in place. Mm -hmm for like making it easy for them to grab copious amounts, the big boys of food. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I guess it's the, I don't know, the, the kids are just so self-sufficient that their, their morning routines are kind of their business now. Like they just kind of run smoothly, but I just want to be engaged. So mm-hmm. I think, I don't know, like I have these older kids and I'm starting to kind of see that my role has changed a lot. Um, and like really setting the mood is what I do, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. like I set the stage and then their dramas like play out on it. And the way I was thinking about it is I don't get to write their scripts as much, but I can do a lot with the right lighting and sets. Mm, I love that. So just like creating, creating the mood, being intentional ab- about me being a presence, even if I'm not actively engaged. Mm-hmm. I like it. So, like and there's one other thing I got from Zach. So there's this thing that he had with him when we met, um, called a freedom journal and it was created by this guy named john lee dumas who i've known about forever he's oh, yeah, got an entrepreneur name. podcast i've listened to on and off um but it's like one of those goal setting journals and it's like 100 days and there's daily exercises that are supposed to get you from you know from day one to day 100 the goal is met like a big goal mm-hmm. um but it's the kind of thing i might usually write off as corny mm-hmm. But I guess I was in a corny mood. So I was Even like, Even you not? and I are, we both are the same. Like we, <laughs> yeah. we do, we are skeptical of these things. But then when you buy in, you're like, oh, wait, hey, there's a reason this stuff works. Right. Yes. And Zach was really enthusiastic about his. And he's like, I used to do a lot of free writing, but he's like, this has taken the place of that. It's, I used to do like, you know, goal setting and, and to-do lists and stuff. And he's like, but this just really kind of is helping me with not have to have all these multiple things happening. It's like kind of all in one. So, and I bought not only one, but two. So I got one for me and one for Jacob. So Jacob's living at home. And right now he's on that classic young adult sleeping schedule, like goes to bed at God knows what time. And (laughs) I don't know, you know, wakes up way too late. And then he's doing his thing and I'm busy and there's always other people around. So we just don't get to talk about like his life and his plans and what he wants to do next. And he's 21. So I just thought it would be great for both of us to have one. I certainly don't think he's going to be up at 645 working on his with me, but I think part of what the morning routine, like maybe the part before I transition into my work day will include just talking to him about like his. And yeah. Just like a touch point, something that we can talk about. Cause like, I don't know, it's, it's not always easy to figure out something to write, to talk to your 21 year old kid yeah. about. I know. I really so. like that. Ooh, yeah. You're like, you are motivated. I'm on fire. Okay. Well, I feel like for me, I'll just talk about the things that need a reset from summer because it, it, you know, they just do. So getting back to the, the getting up early didn't go away in the summer, but I have just been using that time to work just because I didn't have enough hours of the day to work um, in the summer. And I gave myself a pass. So I haven't been, well, beat, yes. I haven't been beating myself up about it. Um, but I have been working from, you know, 5 15 5 30 on and then even when the kids come down the early the early birds still don't need a whole lot from me so then I would just kind of keep working right through the early morning I'm not dressed I'm not showered mm-hmm. I might then go for my walk but then on my walk you know what I was doing I was boxing you <laughs> about work yeah. like I was just trying to squeeze and so I knew that that was a summer reality so I'm very very much looking forward to getting back to reading for pleasure 
Um, I am reading Educated, the memoir by Tara Westover, oh, yeah. I think. It was a big bestseller um, right now. And I had a couple other books um, in line. So I'm excited to get back to that. Um, the kids for getting back to school, they don't have quite as hard of a time adjusting because two of the three are early birds. Allegra is middle school this year, starts the same time and all that, but giving her more responsibility. So she is going to be packing her own lunch this year. She says she wants to do it the evening before. And I'm fine with that. I think she's going to require some active management at both ends in the night before routine and in the morning of we, we got her a Google home mini for her room. She uses it mostly to play music on Spotify, but it also works as an alarm and and you can voice set it really easily. So, um, unlike the desk or the nightstand kind, which she would just turn off or forget to reset or whatever. So I feel like the Google it sits across from her. So hoping that, she gets up on her own and she just, I, she, I would say this to her face, but she just moves slowly in the morning. Mm. (laughs) Like, and I know, I'm sure you have kids like that. So, um, I guess for, I'm anticipating needing to be a little bit more active management with her in the morning. She's going to be packing her own lunch. Like I said, the other kids are kind of plug and play. They, they have their routine. I'm not super worried about that. So I think one other specific change for myself, um, is that if I get in my workout clothes, so like I'm up, I'm reading, I'm still in my pajamas. I have my coffee. They come down the early ones. We make breakfast. Brian usually comes home from the gym around that time. So there's a whole bunch of kitchen stuff happening lunches, breakfasts. Um, and then if I can sneak up and get ready for a workout, I can actually leave like at the same time that they leave for school. The alternative is I I focus all my time on getting them out the door and then I, then I'm still in my pajamas. And then it Mm -hmm. just feels like there's that little like moment of quiet and the house is quiet. And I think, Oh, I don't have to work out. Maybe I could, uh, you know, so I think if I get myself ready for a workout in the same flurry of activity where everyone else is getting ready to go out the door. And this happened a few times last year and it was great. I'm literally walking out with the dog to go on a walk as they are getting in the car and we're all leaving at the same time. And then my walk starts earlier and there's no, there's no question that I'm going to get it in. Um, this is probably like a whole nother episode, but I really, I've been walking for exercise, walking the dog. And I, I, we talked about it a couple weeks ago. I just feel like I need to do something else. I need to go take some classes at the gym, um, or do some weights. And I just, it's like too soon to talk about how that will fit into a morning routine, Mm -hmm. but I feel a change on the horizon. I feel exactly the same way. And And let's circle back to that, um, in the second half of the show, because I feel like this whole, like, dress up, work out, take a shower, do your hair. Like that whole cycle (laughs) occupies so much more mental energy for me than it should. And it creates roadblocks. It really does. Yeah. My day, I feel like I could get going on it, but I have this idea of what I should be doing. And I don't know, we should get into this more, um, more because I think this is such like, it is such a classic dilemma. It is. It is. And if it was easy to solve, we'd all work out the same time every single day and it would be perfect and our hair would always look great. But (laughs) something's going to have to go. It might be the hair. (laughs) Something's going to have to go. Sarah, our sponsor, Haya Health, makes a kid's daily multivitamin that parents can feel great about giving their kids because they have no added sugars or dyes. And our kids who have tried Haya vitamins have loved them, which is important, right? Because what good is a bottle of vitamins that your kid won't take? Haya was founded by two dads who didn't like the ingredients label on some of the popular children's vitamins they were seeing on store shelves, so they got to work developing a formula that would help fill the most common nutrient gaps in modern kids' diets. Haya's chewable kids' vitamin is made with a blend of 12 organic fruits and vegetables and then supercharged with 15 essential vitamins and minerals. They're also vegan, dairy-free, allergy-free, gelatin-free, and nut-free. Haya manufactures their vitamins right here in the USA with globally sourced ingredients, and then they ship their chewable vitamins directly to your door on a pediatrician-recommended schedule. We've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. You're going to get 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, go to HayaHealth.com slash MomHour. This deal is not available on their regular website. Go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H dot com slash mom hour and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. Okay, Megan, like many of our listeners, I'm sure I've been doing some spring cleaning in my closet lately, and it always feels so good to get rid of clothes I'm not wearing, things that don't fit or that aren't my style anymore. But you know what I realized? All of my Vionic shoes are always in the keep pile. 
They just tick all the boxes. They're cute, comfy, high quality. They last forever. And I love growing my Vionic collection, especially with the latest styles from their Vionic Vitals collection. The Vionic Vitals collection offers daily wear styles designed for elegance, comfort, and versatility. We both love the Uptown Loafer, which collapses flat, so it's perfect for travel. The Chardonnay Heeled Sandal, which I know you love, Sarah. The Walk 23 Classic Sneaker, which our team member Katie gets compliments on all the time. And the Willa Slip-On Flat, one of my favorites, which comes in 12 colors for any outfit. Yeah, I need to uh, get the Willa Slip-On Flat. That's next on my list. Well, listeners, if you're ready to try the shoes we're always raving about, use code THEMOMHOUR15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at bionicshoes.com when you log into your account. That's one-time use only. Bionic Shoes, wearable well-being for your feet. Okay, so we're going to give some tips um, with some just practical ideas about making this stuff go smoothly in the morning because we've both got years of experience Mm -hmm. getting small people out the door. Um, But let's really quickly go back to that whole morning dressing. When do you get working out, cleaning yourself thing? I mean, honestly, it really. So for one of where I'm at right now, um, I have kind of given up on the idea of doing regular evening hard yoga classes because what ends up happening is at seven o'clock, I don't want to go do a hard yoga class. And if I'm relying on that for exercise, it's one thing if I don't make it to like the restorative yoga class at seven, cause that's not going to really mess up my fitness goals. It'll just be a bummer that I didn't make it. Right. But if I make that, if I make a seven fifteen, you know, flow class, part of my exercise plan, and then I'm too hungry to go, but I didn't eat dinner or whatever, or I'm too tired or whatever. I didn't go. Then it messes up my exercise plan. So I like I, all of this, me trying to circle that around, like jumping back and forth between morning and evening exercise really isn't working. So I'm realizing I really just have to make that a morning thing. But, but. then the dilemma starts, right? Like you get dressed twice then. Yeah. You, you brush your hair and put it in a pony. Then you know that later you're going to have to redo it again. It's like all that timing is tricky. <laughs> okay. So here's when I'm in a good groove, if this is helpful, like here's how I kind of approach it. First of all, I think of showers as like a totally moving target. I am not someone who needs a shower first thing in the morning. And I'm also not someone who needs a shower immediately after every workout. If the kind where you're dripping and it's hot outside, of course, but many of my workouts are brisk walks or something where I don't feel like I need a shower. So that like removing the necessary shower and putting it maybe later that night or later that day has been helpful. But I also, I feel really good when I get dressed in cute workout clothes. So leggings Mm -hmm. and like a sports bra and a cute top. And I put mascara on, doesn't have to be anything else, but if I wash my face and put mascara on and put my hair up and like have one of those cute little elastic headbands that keeps the frizzies from just being like, you know, you can't even look at them. Yes. Yes. Then I feel like I have the flexibility to either get like do shower and everything after a walk or not. And it's usually when I don't make that decision to like put a little bit of extra time into getting ready for a workout. And then, and then I later make the decision not to shower. And then I feel super gross. So like, (laughs) it's almost like I have to look cute for the workout because it gives me the flexibility to stay in those clothes or just look, you know, do it all over again. Um, so that has helped. And and there are days that I have done that and made myself really look cute. And then I've gone to a hard workout and been like, but I look so cute. I don't really want to start over. <laughs> so I sometimes will like just change my pants yeah. and they like keep everything yeah. else the same. And I'm like, oh, I'll get to a shower later. But it does. I think it's one of those things that can create this like, uh, like downward spiral because we, it's like we come up against it as some kind of a roadblock and then it takes up way too much space <laughs> in our minds more than it should. Agreed. Agreed. Do you think that, do you think that when we start strength training, do you think that's going to be part of your morning routine? I mean, I, I just, remember how we're going to do that. I know we're going to do it. We're going to start lifting weights guys. Yep. You're going to join us. Anyone out there who wants to, <laughs> um, I think it needs to be in the morning. So I guess it yeah. just depends on how much I sweat. I still think that this school year, it will be wise for me to put on workout clothes instead of normal clothes almost every yeah. day. Whether, whether the thing I'm going to do is a walk or stretch in my living room or do something more hardcore. If my default is, and I'm, I'm in a good place with workout uh, clothes right now. I like my Mm -hmm. leggings. I like my tops. I can definitely feel like I can go out in the world in those things. Um, 
And and the other thing I'll say, I know we're going way off the whole morning thing, but I leave to get my kids around two o'clock and it's not uncommon for me to just freshen up right before then. It's almost like the start mm-hmm. of the second half of my day, like one 30, I might hop in the shower or just do a, like a refresh. Um, and it kind of creates a break between the workday and the end of school. And so that doesn't bother me. So it's, yeah. it's all doable. I think it's just, it's making it the non-negotiable to just, this is, these are the clothes I put on every day, workout clothes. I like that. And it is, it is off topic, but one thing I think is, and this is a perfect segue into our next topic, but the, all of these things are linked. You can't have a morning routine without an afternoon routine and you can't have an afternoon routine without an evening routine. Right. And then you can't, and then you can't have a morning routine without the evening. Like right. everything affects everything else. Yes. So with that said, what about night before routines? Yeah. Like, is that something that you feel like affects your mornings? <laughs> so it's funny. This is, um, this is exactly what I was talking about where it's like, how hard do you lean into your natural tendencies versus push back a little bit? Right. Um, and this is an area I can improve. I always forget to even talk about night before routines because there's very little I do the night before because I'm a natural morning person. Um, I do every night we set the coffee up. It's like a little treat for ourselves. It's like we just set it up. I almost always do it, but Brian will notice if I forget. So we fill the coffee pot and it's on a timer. So that is one, that's one non-negotiable, but I would like to be better this year. Um, the lunch packing, I don't mind doing the lunch packing in the morning. And I, I feel like it's a little fresher for the kids, but I would like to make sure that everything is clean and laid out. And so that mm. when I'm just getting caffeinated, the, the, the boxes and the bentos are out on the counter, the water bottles are, you know, empty and rinsed. And so, um, little things like that, setting myself up for a a clean kitchen. I mean, that's Mm. like a lot of people, that's their non-negotiable, but for me, I I'm so tired at night. I don't necessarily leave myself with a really nice clean kitchen. And I think I could be better about that. Um, and then like the workout stuff too, making sure what I need is clean. Um, I've, I've tricked myself by putting this stuff, like laying it out, like you do with a preschooler, like on the floor. And so that you wake up and you're like, Oh yeah, that's what I've got to put on today. So I don't know. How about you? How much do you, how much do those night time routines factor in when you're thinking about a good morning routine? Well, me not being a morning person, they are huge. Yeah. I mean, like they're, they're essential. Mm -hmm. If I know I'm going to get up to a nice clean kitchen, um, it makes the already pleasurable. Like I really like making a cup of tea in the morning. I like filling the kettle, all that stuff. But if I know the kitchen's clean and the way it feels to walk into a clean kitchen with like the sun coming through Mm -hmm. the window and stuff, it's just a really like, it's like a little pleasurable moment that is the kind of thing I look forward to. Um, having clothes laid out that I can, that are, I usually hang them over the back of the chair that's in my bedroom and I can see them when I mm-hmm. wake up and I'm like, Oh, right. I, you know, yesterday, Megan thought of today, Megan. Yep. And she laid my clothes out for me. Wasn't that nice of her. And I, so I put those <laughs> on and then I have to think about it knowing where my contact lenses are because I wear dailies. Yeah. Um, and so I have to like, sometimes I have to dig around in a box to find a fresh pair like, that's a bummer. I don't want to have to do that. Like just having yeah. all of those things ready for me. If I'm having, if I have a really successful evening, all of those things are set for the next day. And it really makes a difference. It's a mood. It's definitely like all the little things you mentioned are so small, but when you add them all together um, yes. and it's amazing, even me as, as a morning person, but I'm still, I'm still slow in the first 20 minutes. And um, anything that you can do for yourself, like, like you're doing yourself a favor, exactly like you said. And it's amazing how we will not do our good habits. If there's those teeny roadblocks, like, there, you know, yes. I like to drink a cup of water in the morning, but my favorite cup's dirty. So, oh, well, <laughs> like, right. you know? no hydration for me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I'm definitely motivated to think about the night before and also to help my kids think about the night before. Um, because I think that's a skill that they can really start start to learn and makes morning so much easier. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, what about some tips for in general, getting out the door on time? And I'm going to include all the benchmarks of, you know, like everything from, you got to wake up on time and you got to do all the things from A to Z before getting out the door. Um, I have a couple, I know you have a ton of experience with this. Um, yeah, well, I guess for me, I'll start with, um, making sure all the things that need to be where they need to be are in the same place every day. Mm. (laughs) And that's all about the afternoon routine, right? Like shoes have to be in a place where the kids know the shoes are going to be. And like, I can't tell you how much time I've lost in the morning to one lost shoe. And it makes me irate. So I've actually this year changed up where the kids keep their shoes. They keep them by the back door. Now, for some reason, when they they were keeping them by the front door, they were becoming misplaced. I don't know why, but now by the back or that's actually the side door. 
they stay there. So okay. that's working a lot better. Um, the other thing that I do, oh, backpacks, mm-hmm. you know, have to be like where they need to be. Each yep. kid has to keep their backpack in their own room. That's in our house. We don't have room anywhere else. So it okay. really has to be that way. But the, the backpacks have to be ready to go. It can't yeah. be like n- nobody, like they left a whole bunch of crap in it from yesterday and oops, there's stuff in there that like didn't get dealt with, or I don't know where my library book is. Like the yeah. backpacks really have to be ready to go. And then my other, I guess my third one would be to really zero in on the perfect amount of like the perfect wake up time. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't always follow that getting up earlier means you have an easier time getting out the door. Correct. Sometimes that just gives kids more opportunities to get to zone out or mm-hmm. get lost in something or, you know, you waste time when you think you have too much. Yep. So, yep. Yeah. Agreed. Um, well, one simple thing that has always helped us is having clocks that are the correct time in every possible location and making sure everyone knows how to read them. So yes. it sounds, it sounds simple, but as early as young as like three and four year olds can read a digital clock or they can tell the long hand is on the six and the long hand's going right. to get to the nine. Um, so that's always been a big one. And my kids are pretty good about looking at the clock and knowing what time they need to lead, uh, to leave. Um, I agree with everything you said about knowing where things are, but I also want to say that I have had to tailor morning expectations to kids very differently depending on their style. Mm -hmm. And so I have a one kid who cannot eat breakfast until they are a hundred percent ready, including their shoes on their everything except teeth, right? Because you want to, I, I want them to brush their teeth after breakfast, but everything else has to be done because it just became this, like, could, we couldn't tell what had been done, what, what they were half dressed, like one mm. sock on. <laughs> and they, this particular child is very motivated by food and would never skip breakfast. And so breakfast became the last thing. Whereas I have other kids who come down hungry and don't have a particularly hard time staying on task with getting dressed. So it's totally the opposite. So I just uh, being, having a tailor, I think it's totally fine to have different rules and expectations for each kid. Same thing with wake up time. If you have a kid who, like you said with Clara, just let her sleep as long as she can and then keep the routine short. And then for another kid that may not work, they may need a little bit of extra time in the morning. So I think, I think that's, that's one tip. Um, you, I think described it just one time, a long time ago in an episode as like active, like super active management, like a cruise ship director or something uh-huh. like you're just standing. <laughs> that's your only job. Your only job for this amount of time. Just stand there and like bark out mm-hmm. orders basically. Move, yes. Move things along. <laughs> um, one thing that has worked for us with breakfast, and I think this is probably very different depending on what you, what you eat in your family and who's making their own. But Brian and I, we do serve the kids their breakfast. We don't let them get it themselves because our kitchen is really busy at that time of morning. I'm still finishing up lunches. Brian's coming home and making something. Um, I might be making a smoothie for myself. So we really do like take their orders and serve them breakfast and it serves the, it's faster. It just is. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you had a kid like, Oh, and getting up early when the house is quiet, you could have expectations that they, they get their own. Yeah. I don't know. I don't even feel like these are real tips for getting out the door on time, except tailor it to like your specific challenges and solve those challenges in like the most hyper efficient way possible. Yeah. And just don't make assumptions about don't just don't fall into assumptions about what a morning should look like. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I fell into this trap of thinking if I just got everyone up really early, then I could kind of leisurely go about my business Mm, and get things of my own done. And I realized at some point years ago, like, oh no, it's better just to wait. If I want to get stuff done, I have to do that either before they get up or after they're gone Mm because it's not going to happen during that frenetic time. And at the moment their feet hit the floor, I have to engage in the process. And and it's finally, I am now kind of on the other side of that because they've all gotten really self-sufficient, but my youngest is 10. Yeah. Took a long time yeah. to get there. So, well, and I yeah. want to say something about being late and running late because I think there's a lot of um like guilt and shame we feel like as moms like if we're if someone's late, it feels like we've some, somehow failed the morning and I also yes. think some of the most tense moments between <laughs> mother and child yes. can happen over running late in the morning. So, I have really tried to put I have tried, doesn't mean I've been perfect. I've tried to put the systems in place earlier in the morning. But if we get to a place where someone's going to be late, I really try and just let it go and let Mm -hmm. my perfectionism set it aside because we're not going to be on time tomorrow by, by yelling about being late today. That's not how it gets fixed. No, it gets fixed through like, 
like all the things we're talking about, the, the nighttime and earlier in the morning and tweaking the systems and, and setting expectations, but that's not going to get done in the final five minutes where we know today's already cutting it really close or it's already a lost cause. So, and it's really, it's hard. It's hard, but there's, really it's, it's such a yucky feeling to have had the last few minutes with your kid be I, yelling. Yeah. But and we've I've been there. It. We've all I think it. I, I think I told Owen at one point, this is when I was still doing the radio, that my day was ruined. Oh my day is ruined now because you missed the bus and then I felt awful and then I quit. But it was like, and I really, I looked back to that when I decided to leave, it was in August of last year and I was looking forward to the school year and I just remembered how bad that felt. And then I thought this, this whole thing is set up for one of us to fail. Yeah. Like either he's going to fail or I'm going to fail and it's going to happen more than once yeah. because I'm not available to help him. Yeah. And one thing goes wrong, the whole house of cards falls down. And yeah. that's when I was like, it's not worth it. It's yeah. not worth it. So, uh, um, yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I want, we've kind of addressed dawdlers cause I kind of outed one of my kids as being one, but I, well, but yeah, one thing ahead. I do want to say yeah. there's dawdlers who are slow and there's dawdlers who are doing it because they're passive aggressive. Mm. And those are two different things. Um, and I have dealt with both. Okay. And the passive, I don't even know if I have a tip um, for dealing with the passive aggressive dawdlers, but I know that it is a very common adolescent thing. I've heard from friends and, um, others. And I guess I just want to give a shout out to anyone who's dealing with that right now that, that you might do all the things in the world, mm -hmm. right. For your kid who seems absent-minded or like they just can't get moving. And it actually may be that they're purposely trying mm -hmm. to make you late <laughs> because this is how their adolescent rage is coming out. So I don't know if you can do really anything about that, except not let the other kids be affected by it. Mm -hmm. I have left, I have left kids at home before because mm -hmm. they were moving so slowly. Um, and I'm talking like, you know, eighth graders, ninth yeah. graders, 10th graders and said, well, I'm going to take your brother to school because it's not fair for him to be late and I'll come back and get you <laughs> and you will be late and you will get detention eventually. And they eventually do get over it, but yeah. it's a thing. Well, that is good to know. It's like one of those just behaviors that, like you said, maybe you can do nothing about other than wait it out. Um, at the other end of the dawdle spectrum, I was going to talk briefly about like kids who are starting to be competent enough to manage some of their own morning routine, but aren't like, don't have real time management yet. So I'm mm -hmm. talking about your three, four five-year-olds where you're still, they can put on their own shoes, probably get themselves dressed, but they're not, they're not ready yet to actually like get themselves completely from A to Z. And so for those kids, um, I do think that some kind of a visual reminder, I used to have a morning, it wasn't a, a checklist. There was nothing to check off. You got no prizes. It was just a visual reminder right. of the six things that had to happen between when you woke up and when we got out the door. And the reason I liked that for that age is instead of me saying, hurry, hurry, do the next thing, do the next thing, I could just say, have you brushed your teeth? Have you put your shoes on? Like, what does the chart say? Like what's next on your list is something I would say a lot. What's next on your list? Cause I can see them. I look around and I see them in the corner doing right. something that is not getting ready. And it makes me want to say, it makes me want to probably not be very nice, but instead I can say, tell me where you are in your list or tell me where you are in your routine. And almost always they're not done. They've just gotten right. off track. So right. I think that can remove some of the, um, like, I don't know the bossiness about it and just blame it on the list. If they haven't gotten through the list, if they have, then they can play, but if they haven't, then there's probably a next thing they need to do. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, do you have anything to say about eating or feeding your children in the morning? Um, well, no, because now we're all kind of doing it, you know, every now and then I will get, um, motivated to get up really early and make a big breakfast, but no one's eating it all at the same time yeah. anyway. So it always feels a bit like a waste. Um, so it's a lot of stuff like, Kind of depends on what the kid themselves likes to eat. Um, William likes to get up and like make himself breakfast. He'll make eggs and bacon mm -hmm. and stuff. The rest typically grab cereal. It's it's pretty it's pretty isolated. Everyone's in a totally different time frame. And what about you when you are on your A game? What's breakfast going to look like for you this fall? If I'm going to bed at the right time of night and getting up at the right time of the morning, I don't eat breakfast for hours. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not even hungry when I wake up. Um, it's typically when. Like I sleep in too much. I wake up ravenous. It's like, like, I don't know if it's a blood sugar thing or what, but something can get awry. But if I'm on a nice routine, I get up and have tea first thing. And then I might have like just a couple pieces of bacon a couple hours after I get up. But I don't usually wake up really hungry. Okay. I don't do smoothies. I don't have like a big, I, I usually, or maybe like I make an egg and some toast or something, but I don't do it right when I get up 
when I'm on a good schedule. Okay. What about you? I know you're a smoothie. Yep, person. I've got my smoothies. I will put I can put the ingredients in the show notes because I feel like every time I mention them, it's they're not magical. It's like there's nothing yeah. that special. But I will put the ingredients in the show notes. And I do make a smoothie literally every day. The reason I like it is um there's more nutrients and veggies even in that smoothie than I am guaranteed to get the rest of the day because I'm not a terrific eater when left to my own devices. I kind of pick at things and I graze and that's You're a snacker, much more mm-hmm. than I am. Mm-hmm. I've I've noticed like you need you need to be eating more often. I do. I, think, I like to me. eat. I like yeah. to eat a lot. And you don't. Yeah. You can go a long time. That is true about us. Um, so I, yeah. So I do my smoothies in the morning. I usually make them during that chaotic time when everyone's in the kitchen and we're all making a million things and, and I'll drink it while while doing the active morning management. Um, it doesn't bother me to have it before I go for a walk, but if we decide to start doing more intense workouts that mm-hmm. will probably change. I don't think the size of my smoothie is really big. Like I pack a lot in there and I don't think I would want to have all that and go do a, a strenuous workout. So I would maybe need to have like something really small to take the edge off, like half a banana or something, and then make a, a smoothie when I got back from my theoretical weight training workout. <laughs> yeah. And that, I mean, exercise does throw the whole thing off. I yeah. mean, it's the classic, like, do I eat before or after and yeah. how much before? And yeah, well, Eventually, we will be wise enough to be able to tell people what we're doing with our strength training. We'll solve it. We'll solve it. I mean, I think the whole point of this episode, much like when we did home management systems that are working right now, the whole point of this is like the morning routine that works is not going to work forever because something's going to change. School schedule is going to change. Baby's going to give up a nap, et cetera, et cetera, which is why it's it's always fun to revisit these because um, it's always changing. It is. Hopefully you guys got something out of it (laughs) and not just us scraping, right? I mean, check back in with us in a few weeks and we will just be full of glowing reports. I'm sure. Exactly. All right, guys, this was fun. Megan, we'll talk soon. Talk to you soon. Guess what, Megan? Over 10,000 teens are already using our sponsor, Erica, to help them unplug. That is amazing. Erica, that's Erica with a K, is the social media health app for teens that gives them the tools to unplug whenever they need to for improved health, study focus, sleep, and daily balance. It's so cool how this works to hide distracting apps from your phone at the touch of a button, keeping them out of sight and out of mind without deleting your data. Yeah, you know, teens really get that social media comes with risks, including addiction, and Erica helps them build healthy habits and self-regulation that will benefit them their whole lives. Tell your teens about Erica and save 20% on the Erica family plan with promo code THEMOMHOUR. Go to erica.app and search for plans. That's Erica with a K, E-R-I-K-A dot A-P-P and use code THEMOMHOUR to save 20%. The Mom Hour is brought to you by partners like Chatbooks. Chatbooks makes it beyond easy to create beautiful photo books by importing your digital photos from anywhere, Instagram, Facebook, Google Photos, or directly from your phone. The books come in a variety of sizes with beautiful cover options and binding styles to choose from, and they start at just $15. Plus, we have a great deal just for our listeners. Use code THEMOMHOUR20 to save 20% off your purchase. Just download the Chatbooks app and use code THEMOMHOUR20 to save 20%.